Lady Lady, Black Love, Shoddy Fishing, Old Age, Queen Tings, Tato. I I don't understand what the beef is, Grammys, that y'all had between you guys and Masego. Y'all got beef or something? I don't get it. Huh? Tell me. Let me know what the deal is and why y'all didn't give Masego his things at the Grammys. If y'all got beef, drop it off at Wendy's. If y'all got beef, drop it off at McDonald's. Drop, matter of fact, drop it off at Arby's. They have they have room for every single last meat on this earth. Drop the beef off at your nearest Arby's and come back and give Masego the recognition he deserves. This is a Masego stand podcast. Sorry. You are now listening to the chat podcast. I'm your host, Chanel Janae, and I really do apologize for my rant um, a little bit ago. We'll get more into that a little bit later, but I want to go ahead and jump into our segments because I have someone very special with me uh, on this episode, and I want to make sure you guys can grasp all the nuggets he dropped. Oh, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> all the nuggets that he drops. Um, so yeah, we're just going to jump right into it. It's time for Who Said That? Uh, recently a listener told me that they loved the very first episode. However, they were severely disappointed that I properly enunciated the phrase, who said that? And so to appease them and honestly, to make it a bit more, um, authentic, if you will, this segment will no longer be called who said that it will be called who said that D A T and that's that on that. Um, but today's Who Said That, of course, as you know, comes from Oprah Winfrey's book, The Path Made Clear. But in particular, um, the person who said this is Jane Fonda. And if you don't know who Jane Fonda is, I don't know where you've been. I don't know what movies you watch. I don't know what TV shows you watch. Uh, but Jane Fonda is a Golden Globe and Academy Award winning actress. She's also an activist, which I think is just thebomb.com. Also think she just recently got arrested for protesting something and then got out and then went right back to protesting or like scheduling another protest. The GOAT. You hear me? The GOAT. But anyway, Jane Fonda said, there are a lot of parts to my life. I have thought very deliberately and intentionally about my life and why certain things happen and what they mean. And I learned the goal is to be whole. And to reside in your skin. I love this quote. And I love that Jane Fonda said said it. For a lot of reasons. I'll name a few. I love this quote number one. Because it's coming from Jane Fonda. She's just the bomb.com. She also played. A phenomenal job. Of being a witch of a mother-in-law. In the movie Monster-in-Law. Which fun fact about me. It's probably one of my top three favorite movies of all time. This may come as a surprise to a lot of you or not, but I absolutely stand any JLo rom-coms. Don't at me. Don't come for me on Twitter. Guys, this is a safe space. Let me have this. Let let me have it. Um, But yeah, so I love this quote because Jane Fonda was in Monster-in-Law and she did a great job. 
I also love this quote because I think living intentionally and moving deliberately are things that you don't realize are major keys in your life until you actually start to do them. And what that looks like for me personally is looking at where I want to be, let's say five years from now, because I don't know where I want to be 15 years from now, probably not even 25 years from now. Sorry, I just don't. Um, But looking at where I want to be in about five years from now and then working backwards. You know what I'm saying? And working backwards all the way till I get to the present point that I'm at and then looking like, what's the next right move? You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like when you do life like that, you have a higher chance and a better chance of reaching that that end mark goal that you have. Whether, again, like I said, whether it's five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, I feel like once you work backwards and see what you can do at this present time and the thing that makes the most sense to do next, I th- I think that's when you'll actually start achieving your goals and, and doing those things that you really want to do. Um, so yeah, shout out to Jane Fonda. I love that you said that. Um, love you and monster-in-law, girl. Yeah, I wanted to pop you up. So- Moving on. The next segment is who got snubbed. And y'all... I told y'all we were gonna get back into this and I'm I'm I won't belabor it. I won't. But recently the list of Grammy nominees um uh, were released and nobody whose name started with the ma and rhymed with Sego was nominated. Nobody named Masego was on that list. Not a song written by him, produced by him, directed by him. Do you can you even direct a song? Does that even the point is Masego did not get nominated for any Grammy, and I am pressed about it. Like pressed. And I'll tell you why I'm pressed. His Lady Lady album was so good. It was so trap house jazzy, which is actually the genre that, um, you know, he proclaims he makes his music in. It fit all of that. Like I was bopping like I was at a jazz club in New Orleans. And then I was like doing the Millie Rock to some trap songs like I was at a club in Atlanta. Like he has all of the bops all in one. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of criteria the Grammys use to nominate these people. I don't want to know. You know why I don't want to know? It's because they don't have taste. And you know how I know they don't have taste? Because I didn't nominate Masego. I don't care. I I am I am Panini pressed, guys. I am wow. So yeah, sorry, sorry to this artist. Sorry. To Masego. Masego, if you want to, you know, talk about it, get it out, let it out. Come on this podcast. We can we can go over this together. Um, I don't know, man. You deserve all your flowers. You're so I think also the reason why I'm going so hard for him, it's because he's so creative and he's so he's himself. 
I've never seen an interview on YouTube um, or him, his one of his music videos. He is always himself 24-7. And I think living in a world where a lot of artists tend to bite off other artists and, you know, follow that same cookie cutter thing. To see him and to see what he's doing in his music and just in life in general, like how he takes up space. I, I love it. It's a breath of fresh air. And again, sorry to this artist. Sorry, Masego. You got snubbed and I'm not here for it. And I will never be here for it until you get the flowers and the recognition you deserve. So, yeah. Alrighty, guys, now it's time for arguably my favorite segment of this entire podcast. It's called Why We're Here. Um, And the reason why we're here is because I have a very special person uh, with me, not actually with me, but with me. Um, Sir, go ahead and introduce yourself. All right, all right, all right. Well, mom never told me to introduce myself. I thought you were supposed to introduce you. Well, that's I'm not there yet in my career, so... Uh, well, my name is John Ellie. Uh, I'm from Boston. I hail from Boston, Massachusetts. I'm in LA. I'm an actor, director, filmmaker. Um, you may know me from Credit Black. Uh, most recently, Insecure. I play Issa Rae's brother, Amal D. Um, if you have kids, they probably know me from Alpha and Chipmunks. And if you like crazy shows, you probably know me from the Eric Andre show. Um, and if you're into drama like that, you probably know the ABC's American Crime. Uh, and if you like, if you probably, if you were around through the whole East Coast around the 2010 to 2013, you probably see me on billboards around for the table of brotherhood uh, that happened that, that with Spike Lee that opened up a memorial for, for Martin Luther King. Uh, yeah. Oh, and if you're watching BET nowadays, you probably see me on Back Holiday or The Waiting Room. See, that was that was a good intro. <laughs> I love hearing how other people describe themselves because I, for one, am like horrible at describing myself. And I'm interested in how other people introduce themselves, which is why I had you do that. Because the thing is, I'm terrible at describing myself. <laughs> like, I'm... I'm <laughs> I'm not, like, I'm not the guy who talks about myself. Like, people are like, yo, you should be flexing more than you do on online. I'm like, but flex for what? You know what I'm saying? Like, Because you're like, out here in these streets, man. that's why. Hmm. Yeah, I'm out here in these streets, but, like, I felt like the first 10 years of my career in L.A. as an entertainer, as an actor, I felt like I was, like, pining for people's attention. And you really don't have to do all that because, like, people just... People are going to start gravitating to you and coming to you if you just keep doing your work and on, if you're great at your job. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, to constantly list your resume, I just feel like an asshole thing to do. Mm-hmm. When you if, you, if you find me and you see me, you know what it is. Right. You see, you, you see what I'm up to. You, you, you understand, you understand, and, you, and you'll be a part of it. You'll either be a part of it or you'll be cheering me on from the sidelines. Right. And I think that's an important point for you to pull out because, you know, I've told you many times before, it was because I saw you on American Crime. And then a couple months later, I found you. I don't know how I found you. Shout out to Instagram's Explore page. Uh, found mm-hmm. you there. And I was like, oh, I remember this guy. 
And then that's how you became the very first celebrity I ever interviewed ever in life. But you were already doing the work. Yeah, I was already doing the work. Like, I wasn't out there just, like, talking about it all day long. Like, mm-hmm. uh, because if you get, I'm not the person that wants to get caught up on my last job. Like, if I get caught up on my last job, then then I'm not working towards my new job. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's this place you don't want to be because that's how people end up getting lost. They get lost in the sauce because they're they're so focused on that door that they just walk through that they're forgetting that there's other doors opening for them. Mm-hmm. And I want to constantly walking through new doors all day long. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that has a lot to do with being intentional, right? And being very yeah. deliberate in the steps that you take or the next steps that you take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very deliberate in my next steps, man. Like, uh, I spend the end of the year always, I skip one year. Like, usually I spend the end of the year with my cousin in New York. He's a marketer. Um, and his name is Fred Tessier. Like, he was the person I, I consulted before I made the move. He's the person I consult my goals with, uh, my year goals, my, my monthly goals, like, say, my objectives for the year things I want to accomplish and I come I come to the new year always with like a plan and something to execute mm-hmm. so I'm never out here just like blind but my plan is always um, valuable and flexible so therefore like, I can move around move around and shift things around to make sure I, I hit certain certain places and also leave room for um I leave room for crazy things to happen mm-hmm. for instance like last last year I end up writing, I forgot to list this, I'm also a writer now. Like, I'm a, an official writer on a Netflix show. Like, creative consultant on a Netflix show. The Netflix show is called Magic for Humans. And I didn't have that plan to, to write for somebody else besides myself. Like, the year, like two years, the year before, I wrote my own show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got it produced by Participant Media's So Pancake. And... Now we're currently in the um, selling phase. We're like getting the, getting the project together so that we can sell. Um, and I left room for new experiences to happen within my plan. Mm-hmm. You know, but you never know. Life life's going to throw you some life's going to throw you some gems your way, and you're not even you don't even know you're prepared for it, but it's ready. So be ready. Right, and I feel like with being ready, I feel like that and having that. Like you said, that malleability and the flexibility to kind of like go with the wind wherever, you know, life takes you. That's playing the long game. But it's like the mm-hmm. best game to play because I feel like once you reach those certain points or obtain those certain things, it's more sustainable. Like it lasts longer, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like you're, definitely, you're a really good person at doing doing that because I know you said you've been in the game 10 years, but... I know you're going to be around 10 more years later, 10 more years after that, and 10 more years after that, and 10 more years after that. Because you're playing the long game. Yeah, I'm definitely playing the long game. Like right now, right now, these next 10 years is about um, really, really establishing uh, a a foundation, uh, yeah, the foundation, the foundation of my production company. Mm -hmm. And like getting it, getting it to the point where I'm in the game like 824 
uh, or these new places that are popping up like Braun and Neo and companies like that. Mm-hmm. Like really want to get in there, really want to get there, and I really want that house to be a player like these companies. I tell folks a little bit about Bassett House. Bassett House is a digital digital distribution and development company where we'll be incubating short films and pilot presentations. We'll also be we'll also shell out funding for short films and pilot presentations uh, with some up and coming creators with the plan of selling the show or raising money for them to do it on their own independently. And mm-hmm. then later on get a deal and we want to help we want to help facilitate those deals with them um get them on netflix get them on amazon get them on um facebook watch um get them on hbo get them on stars we want to get them where they need to go we want to get them in movie theaters and we want where they want to be get them to film festivals um we want to help that whole process um and that's how it came about because when i first moved to la um, outside of living in, outside of living in that first place when I first moved here, I moved to this house on Bassett Street, and in that house there's a bunch of creatives who supported and helped one another. And in my production company, that's what we're doing. We'll be helping and supporting other creatives to mm-hmm. fulfill their dreams. Just like everybody in that house on Bassett Street, we help each other fulfill their dreams. And by the time everybody left that house, they all had careers. Mm. I love that it was sort of like an incubation hub, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely an incubation hub. Definitely. We saw potential in each other, and we and we pushed each other to the greatness. Mm-hmm. And I love how, I know it's like a, a slowly unfolding thing, but I love how you're turning the corner from just an actor, and not to say that you were just an actor in that sense, but just an actor to like a director, writer, producer, all yeah. these things. I feel yeah. like it's a natural evolution when it comes to actors to kind of go from in front of the camera to behind the camera. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it's just really, really cool to see you make that transition as well. Is that something you kind of always wanted to do? Uh, well, it's something I've wanted to do within the last, I want to say four years mm-hmm. because um, within the last four or five years I realized that as an actor you really have zero power you have no you have no control over your career when you to start off like even even when you're in it like you have zero control um, and I don't like that I don't like I don't like the fact that to be told what I can or can't do as far as like work stories I want to tell um, and I want to get that power back and I want to put that power back in the hands of people who want to tell some amazing stories and I want to tell some amazing stories some cool stories that mean something to me and as an actor you don't have that power mm-hmm. uh, as a producer as a director as a writer you have that power to tell those amazing stories and I want to get in that mm-hmm. I think you'll be phenomenal at it you have a short film mm-hmm. out called Send Help, right? I have a pilot presentation called Send Help. That's the one I did with Participant Media and So Pancake. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, it's not out. Um, can't really put that out. 
contractually. Uh, so understood. We're we're still doing our thing of that, but I have several other short films that's out. Um, a gentleman always uh, is out right now. Um, Detour is out right now on Issa Rae's network. I love Detour. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Detour's out on Issa Rae's network. Um, Send Help is not out. A gentleman always is out on. You can watch the IG version on my Instagram at Jean Ellie, mm-hmm. uh, or you can view it on my Patreon page Understood. at at Bass House Pictures. Awesome sauce. And so, I know for me, like when I was little, I kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do, and it, well. I'll take that all the way back. I thought I was going to be a veterinarian when I was younger. Like I was going to work on some animals, some dogs, some cats. And that was just going to be my life's work. Lo and behold, 20 something odd years later, that is totally not what I'm doing. So did you know back then that acting was like going to be that thing for you? Or was it just kind of something that happened? Nah, hell no. I didn't know acting was going to be a thing. I didn't even know acting was a thing. (laughs) <laughs> really, I like honestly. I thought I—I I don't know what I thought. I just know that I didn't think I could be an actor. I didn't. There was no, there's no outlet for it back home in Brockton, where she was like, "Yeah, you could be an actor. This person is an actor. You should talk to this person." There was, there was none of that. Um, there was absolutely none of that. My parents wanted me to be an engineer or a doctor, or a nurse, um, or, yeah, or a carpenter. Like, those, those are the plans for me growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, for myself, I thought I was either going to be an artist who is going to be draw, who is going to draw cartoons, or I thought I was going to be a singer at one point in time. Then, I thought I was going to be a scientist. Uh, scientist, because I love science and math. Um, it wasn't until I was like 21 that I got bit by the acting bug, but I still didn't love it then. Mm-hmm. It was more, more so like a hobby. Um, like by the time I got into college, by the time I got into college, I was, I started taking entrepreneurship courses because I went to college with no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I just knew I was good at sales. And I was good at talking to people when I was good at, um, I was good at, I was just really good at finding things that people need and telling it to them. Uh, I was really good at that. So entrepreneurship seemed like the, the best way to go. Um, and it's helping me to this day with my career. Uh, I had one of my hustles when I was in college was to sell Boost Mobile SIM cards. And I used to buy the Boozle SIM cards on eBay for 10 bucks and sell them at my Sprint store for 30 bucks. Oh, wow. So I found those minutes on them and I sold them for 50 bucks at my, at the store. You know, um, I was always just, I was always able to find a way to hustle and, um, get people products they need mm-hmm. when they need it. Um, and, that was my, my goal. My goal was simple. When I graduated college was to open up a barbershop, run, a, run three sprint stores. I was, a, I was well on my way. And then I got my, my path took a different turn 
when I heard a radio ad for Pro Scouts. Now, Pro Scouts is a scam. I don't recommend anybody going to it. <laughs> but don't recommend anybody going to it. However, it it opened my eyes to, to this being a possibility. And I, and I chased down that lead, and it got me into my first short film called... Uh, it, it escapes me right now. But it was on a... It was a URI thesis film. And mm-hmm. I thought I was just going to be a background actor in the whole process because I Googled what background actors were and just so I could know what it was. And when I got to the job, they ended up putting me in the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just as a background actor, but and as an actor. And I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, I didn't know, not a damn thing. They asked me, they were like, you're going to talk. I'm like, how am I going to talk? I was like, is there a script? They are like, there's no script. Uh, they are like, you're just, we're going to pass you the ball and you're going to speak of why you're in this room. And the setting was like a AA meeting. And, I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to say? So they plant, they, they, they set up the scenario for me. They set up the scenario for me where it was, you're in an AA meeting. Um, you got to tell why this meeting helps you out. What brought you to this meeting? Um, and how is, and how, how is this meeting benefiting your life? Because the whole thing was to get this one person to talk who has been attending the meeting and hasn't spoken. Mm-hmm. spoke throughout spoke while they were there so they cast me the ball and I just start talking and I make up this story about how I became an alcoholic after graduating college because I had no direction of where I wanted to go and bills were mounting up um, I was drinking away drinking away all my money any money I had in my account um, I was just spiraling out of control and my sister came by and gave me cat as something to care for. Um, so I'm taking care of this cat and as I'm taking care of this cat, it's giving me purpose, it's giving me reason to be. And, uh, and I'm, and I'm loving on this cat and the cat is loving on me back and it made me feel like a whole person again. Then I take, I take off, I take off for a trip. I meet somebody, I take off for a trip, and I leave my sister, I leave a friend, I leave my sister to look after the cat for me. And when I, by the time I come back, the cat, the cat had ran out into the street. And it was an indoor cat. The cat ran out into the street and got ran over by a car. Oh, Lord. And as I'm telling this story, waterworks start falling down my face. I'm just crying. And I don't know what was going on in my life at this time. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it reflected in this story. And and I, I end up telling them, like, well, I started coming back to this class because I started spiraling out of control again. And since I've been in this class, it helped me cope with the loss of this cat mm-hmm. and it has helped me um, take responsibility for my own actions and to be an accountable person mm-hmm. for, some, for myself and this is why I'm here in this class 
and I pass the ball over to the person. And I think this class will help you as well. And I hand the ball over to this person. After after I hand the ball over, everybody was like, oh my God, that was great. That was crazy. Uh, all this stuff. And like they cut, came back, and I was like, hey, I don't know if that story was true about that cat. But I just wanted to let you know that we're here for you if you have to talk about it. <laughs> and I'm like, hell no, I hate cats. Like, that's not real. That was a real story. And they felt they're it. like, oh my God. They're like, oh my God, you totally got us. And I'm like, wow, this was cool. That's People wild. really dug that. And I like improv my whole, my first, I don't even know what improv means, but I, I improv. Mm-hmm. my whole scene and I was like okay this is this this could be this this is something and then which piqued my interest in more and then I ended up um, my my older brother ended up passing away and I decided to like you know really go for it and I moved out to LA I love that and, I love started, started my journey love 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 that well, Jean, I know we've been talking for a little while, but before you go, I just want to play this quick little game with you and get you to plug some upcoming projects and stuff like that. You're not getting off of here until you plug your project. But before we do that, okay. I want to play this game with you. It's called Go Time or No Time. And what that essentially okay. means is that I, because you're an actor, I'm going to throw you out a couple of TV shows that have gone off the air that may or may not need to get rebooted. If you think that they need to get rebooted, it's go time. Like, yep, let's do it. And if you don't think they need to be rebooted, it's no time. Like, you ain't got no time for that. You down? Yeah, go ahead. All right. First show. It's classic black sitcom, half and half. Go time or no time? Say one more time? Half and half. Half and half? Mm-hmm. Go time or no time? Mm-hmm. No time. Really? Yeah, I don't really, I, I like the show was cool, but I didn't really, I didn't really, it wasn't something like I ran for the TV to watch. Understood. All right. The next show is One on One. Go time. Yeah. I enjoyed that show. I did too. Flex was, Flex was a lot. <laughs> yeah, Flex was a lot. I liked it. I liked it a lot. And this one is the topic of conversation right now, and there's actually rumors about this one coming on. Go time or no time for the game? Uh, uh, no time. I don't think it's going to be done. No time. Why is that? I'm curious. I just didn't really, like, I think after season one and two, I just, like, fell off from it. I didn't really care for it. I didn't care for any any of the characters. I didn't care for the story. That's a, a common theme online, too. So you're not the only one. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I guess they're not here for it. You're not here for it. I don't think I'm here for it either, to be quite honest with you. I I feel like you. The first couple of seasons, I was like, this show better not ever go anywhere. And then it moved to a network that I will not name. And I just feel like... It just wasn't the same. Yeah, it wasn't. It was like, okay, cool. Oh, yeah. I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right. We, it's not, it wasn't like, 
I wasn't anything. I wasn't impressed with my seasons, but everybody's seasons on people. People want it, so right. I said, give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. Well, what I want right now is for you to plug any upcoming projects you have coming on uh, or coming up, and let the people know where they can follow you on all your socials and things like that. Well, what's going on now is that house is going to start is gearing up to do its first um, push of content in short films uh, or pilot presentation. So I. I would love if everybody could head on over to our Patreon page and subscribe and become a viewer patron of all the short films. It's two bucks. We become a viewer and you'll get content on a monthly basis. Um, and so you could watch some amazing short films that's never been, never before seen by anybody. Um, I might even put some exclusive send help stuff on there for people to see. So, just head on over there. Uh, Insecure is coming back on TV in, I believe, in March or April. So be on the lookout for that. That's going to be dope. Uh, that's it that I have that's coming out. That's coming out right now. Other than that, it's just building. And then we, we got merch coming soon for Bassett House. Merch alert? Amazing, I, merch alert. Some amazing, I, some amazing content content coming out uh i've been wearing a lot i've been wearing the sweaters uh if you go onto my ig page at jean ellie um you'll be able to see some of the some of the merch some of the merch on there if you go over to bass house pictures uh, bass house picks ig page you'll be able to see how we post content of how to create projects um events that we're throwing as long as that you can attend and meet some other up-and-coming creatives and speak with some executives. I love it. I love all of it. I love to see it, actually. I really do love to see it. Well, pull up on the key. Pull up on the key. <laughs> you have been listening to the chat podcast. That was Jean Ellie, everybody. Uh, I'm grateful to call him friend. I am grateful to be a witness to all of the amazing things he's doing and will be doing in the future. Make sure you follow him on all of his socials at Jean Ellie. That's J E A N E L I E. And while you're at it, follow Bassett House Picks on IG as well. And as always, follow this podcast on Twitter and IG at the chat podcast. That's the chat P D C A S T. Y'all already know what the deal is with that. Oh, we won't get into it again. Um, and make sure you follow this podcast on all of the available platforms. Make sure you download this episode. If you like what you heard, leave a review. I'll leave some comments on Twitter and IG to let me know what parts really resonated with you. And yeah, I'll chat with you guys later on episode three.